Voyage. Thank you for joining us here today. I am Margot Black, a publicist with Voyage Media, and we are here to celebrate the launch of their new podcast series, Let Me Tell You About My Murder. Today, we're going to speak with Nat Mundell, the CEO and founder of Voyage Media, as well as Olga Martin. It is her story that we're telling uh, from Let Me Tell You About My Murder, and she will be here with us, as well as writer Kathleen McLaughlin, the producer Robert Mitas, and our incredible and wonderful podcaster, Dan Benamore. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We're excited to have you with us today. So I'm gonna go through all our panelists so we get to hear their stories. And we're gonna dig deep into Olga Martin's story, who is the original creator of this material that launched into Voyage Media and this great story. But first, I'm gonna go to the CEO and founder of Voyage Media, Nat Mundell. So Nat, this is a really big project. And first, congratulations, because I know, let me tell you about my murder launched at um, Top 100 in True Crime Podcast. Congratulations. Thank you. So why, Nat, did you identify this specific project as the one to use to launch Voyage Media Podcasts? Why this? Gosh, one? well, um, for two reasons. Um, number one, we've been on a journey with Olga and her story and her daughter's story for quite some time, um, originally focused uh, on a movie project, which we are still producing. Um, and so we've gotten to know her uh, over the years, frankly, and we've also fallen in love with her and fallen in love with the story and how important it is. And so when it came to, uh, you know, picking the first project that we would move into our new podcast space, which is our big, you know, initiative for 2021, um, Olga was the obvious choice. And so, um, again, that's one part, it's a very compelling and heart-wrenching story. Um, and one part just because we care so much about what she's up to. That's wonderful. And Olga, let's say hello to you, the really big originator of this story, world, say hello to Olga Martin. Olga Martin, say hello to the world. Hello, everybody. So Olga, first of all, um, as a mom too, and a fellow storyteller, I really just want my condolences. The story is heart-wrenching to listen to. But on the other hand, I think as a mom, you are brave and courageous. And you did with this story what every mother would long to do, which is to be able to tell other people this tale, both cautionary and you know, to help people understand what's going on. What do you feel like you really told the truth in this story too? Um, how did you get to the place where truly telling your tale un, uninhibited, where did that come to the point in the journey where you said, I'm gonna tell the raw truth about this story? Well, I'm kind of a very straightforward person to begin with, and I didn't see any other way to do this. This was so, you know, it's been five years, it's always gone, and I still can't believe she's gone. Um, and so many people are losing their children, and drugs are hijacking the lives of so many people. You know, we're losing a generation, 
you know, with, with opioids al alone. And so I just felt that I was pushed to do this because somehow it got placed in my life, you know, and what do you do? You have to do something with it. And hopefully, as you said, a cautionary tale that other people might learn from it, possibly. I do want to send you like a big mom world hug from every mother on planet earth. You deserve it. I know it's hard. I know it's brutal. Um, how long was this journey so far from your deciding I'm going to tell this story mm -hmm. to here we are today? Tell me us, because you're with many storytellers, Olga, um, many people want to tell their pain or their hurt or their triumph. Tell us the journey and how long it's taken till now. It really took about four years um, with, with Voyage two and a half. Um, but, um, you know, I just set out to, and I took all these notes when it was really raw because I thought my mind is going to go and I'm not going to remember this stuff. So I took a lot of notes. I just kept um, and I in touch with her friends. And so they have filled me in as well and, and things like that, you know. So a couple years at least, two and a half years until we're at this point. And again, uh, condolences and you're really brave and amazing and doing a world service. And to everybody here listening to pass Olga's story on and to share with others, especially parents, I believe is a world service in honor to Zoe's memory and really to um, Olga's bravery in telling this tale because it is a problem in the world right now. I'm gonna come back to you, Olga, but for time, I'm gonna move in right now. And congratulations. And I do wanna say, I thought the story was so spectacular. I listened to all episodes in one sitting. It was wow. really, really well done. Um, Robert Midas, and please, for the whole audience, anybody listening, please go to Voyage Media to read everybody's bio. There is no way I could do justice to these bios in this time. Um, Robert Midas was the producer. He has worked on films such as Ratchet, Flatliners, and We Always Lived in the Castle. Um, Robert, as a producer, when you first heard this story, did you think it would resonate on such a universal tale? Like what makes this story, Robert, unique from other stories? Thank you, Margo, and hi, everybody. Um, yeah, I met Olga in late 2019 um, and heard her story. And, um, you know, I appreciate how uh, honest and vulnerable she was in sharing her story. And, um, you know, it, it resonates deeply. And I also know, I mean, honestly, personally, I think everybody kind of knows somebody who has a loved one or a child or somebody that deals with addiction. Um, and I just, I, I knew that, um, I knew that this was a story that people had to hear, you know, to, to, to empathize, to sympathize, uh, and to hopefully find some kind of, um, you know, you know, comfort or growth uh, as, as they go through their struggles. Olga shared her story with us. And I really want to give credit to Kathleen because it was Kathleen, um, who's also on here, um, who came up with the idea of, of giving Zoe that voice, uh, that voiceover. Um, and having her sort of narrate the story, which is it kind of something we'd never heard before. Yeah, it was a phenomenal choice. And I'm gonna come back to you. Kathleen, that was an amazing choice, um, as you know, uh, Robert just showed us, to give a voice to Zoe. I can't find Kathleen quite yet. Kathleen, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, great. So 
Kathleen, everybody, um, was she's a producer and also a writer. She's worked on Revenge, the TV series, Salt, and the Sum of All Fears. And please go to see everybody's video. Just go to voyagemedia.com. Kathleen, tell us a little bit about some of your writing choices in this um, podcast, because they were brilliant. And giving voice to Zoe the way you did, I thought it was so captivating. Um, tell us a little bit about your writing journey with this podcast. Well, I think, you know, when you're, when you're, um, dealing with a true life story, um, I always approach it that you want, you really want to try and stay as true to the story as possible and true to the spirit of people, um, all while trying to, um, bend that story to a classic, in, I wrote the, this screenplay, a classic three-act structure. Um, on the surface of it, we had um, a very, you know, classic investigation story, a mother searching for the truth and for justice for her daughter. And that's compelling. Um, and that works for audiences that like um, true crime stories, that sort of thing. But the more I talked to Olga and um, thinking about, you know, as Robert said, everybody has family members by addiction in one way or another, that this was also a story about the relationship between a mother and a daughter. And I thought, you know, and, and also learning, the more I learned about Zoe, the more I, she, she was such an amazing girl. I, I just, I couldn't. I wanted to figure out how to, to keep her in the story and build that mother-daughter relationship. Because um, to me, that's the heart of the story. The heart of the story is the relationship between Olga and Zoe. Oh. Um, so then I thought, you know, you can tell it in a classic linear structure where you start at the beginning and, you know, follow the events right up till the end. Um, but I then I, I thought, well, that's gonna feel very long. It's not gonna be, uh, it, it, is there another way? And then I thought of this um, flashing back between the present, the investigation to the past to hear, to be able to see as, as the Olga char you know, character is uncovering the truth, we are learning about the relationship between Olga and Zoe and we're getting to know Zoe and we're getting to care about her um, in a really, very real fashion. Um, and then by using Zoe's voiceover, I was able to get her, uh, get past and present to speak so that the so that you could become very invested in Olga and Zoe's relationship as things were uncovered and as you got to know them, it gave you access to Zoe and a way to know her um, that felt like it was gonna be much more vivid. Um, so it wasn't just about, you know, the whodunit, it was about real people and real relationships and how we relate to the people we care about and what happens when we lose them. So writing-wise, I, writing I really did think it was brilliant. It was a really well laid out tale. It was captivating the way you brought in other characters and when they came in and when they came back. It was definitely um, thrilling a thrilling ride as you, I did not stop listening. I just started and that's not how I expected to move through it. Mm -hmm. uh, so congratulations on your great writing it re and the story structure it really brought a difficult tale to a tantalizing uh, life. 
I'm going to move quickly into Dan Benamore. Dan was a producer with Voyage Media, who is a fan of podcasts, runs his own podcast, the podcasting expert in-house. And um, he's worked on Let Me Tell You About My Murder, Lonesome Dove Church, and American Heist, amongst other things. So Dan, tell us a little bit about what it was like working on the story in this medium, because now Voyage is launching podcasts. And this story is being told really compellingly in podcast form. What were some of the challenges or um, triumphs moving this story into the podcast format from this source material? Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think I was very fortunate to be the recipient of great source material and source material that ironically probably is, you know, in terms of that voiceover component was uniquely well suited to be a podcast. You know, one thing that, I really value about the show and I think makes it special um, is that it has a sense of humor. Uh, a lot of true crime shows are, are grim to the point that they're actually sometimes unpleasant to listen to. And I think by giving it humor, um, which comes through in, in the voice of Zoe, uh, you, it makes it accessible and it makes it relatable in a different way, in a way that you almost never hear on true crime podcasts. And I think that is something that I was really pleased to see kind of survive from the page to our casting of the actress who played Zoe all the way through post-production to the end. I think it, it gives people a different way in to this kind of story. I have to say that it was not only humor, but humanity. I think that the show has a lot of humanity to it on so many different levels. And I did not expect that to come through from a true crime podcast at all. It's really gripping on so many different levels. If somebody's listening to this and they haven't, listen to the show. I highly encourage you to listen. And I highly encourage you to make the space to just listen in one sitting because it's a really well-told story. Um, Olga, let's go back to you. Are you there showing up? Um, Olga, this is a big journey for you and a, a massive um, undertaking. Tell us a little bit about not only what, what your reaction was when you saw the final product, but what is it like from the very first moment you came to Voyage Media with your idea to see it now? Talk about that journey and that transformation and all that it's been for you, not only to inspire others who want to take the journey, but so we hear your tale as a mom through all of this. Um, I, I think that one of the, the biggest things is that addiction has such a terrible stigma and you are often very much alone on this journey. Your friends disappear. I certainly had people vanish into thin air after Zoe died. And it was so troubling for me, it was so painful, but I hear it from other mothers. Um, so I, I was really grateful that I became proactive with her story because what was going on around me was really hard to deal with. And so at least I felt that I was honoring her that, you know, I think many people forget each other because life goes on and different things come up and I didn't want her to be forgotten. And I really, the cautionary part of it was very important to me that somebody might hear this and think, because every parent says, not my son, not my daughter, this isn't going to happen to me. You know, Johnny's not going to get in trouble like that. But my daughter grew up in Beverly Hills and was an average girl, an everyday kid. And through a series of circumstances, went into that direction. Right. Thank you for saying that part. Your daughter was an average daughter, in, not like average, but in Beverly Hills. She was, she had her privileges, but it wasn't like she was in some dark circumstance. This is an everybody tale. Um, and I do want to say to the audience, in honor of Olga and Zoe, 
please share this for every parent. And again, I give you a parent award because Olga, to be able to move the pain into this creativity to serve a lot of other people with this message is really the, the forever triumph that storytellers desire. So congratulations again on your courage and your bravery. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. And we're going to come back to you too. So Robert, how did this project as a producer, did it, did it turn out the way you envisioned from the beginning or what changes came that you had to make to flex through this storytelling to get to where we are today? That's a that's an interesting question because um, we were developing the screenplay as a theatrical screenplay as a movie, and when we finished, COVID hit, and ah. they stopped making movies. <laughs> you know, so everything kind of went on pause, and it's like, well, what can we do? And then you know, Nat was exploring this world of podcasting, and and we looked at it and kind of just felt like because of the quite frankly, because of the voiceover device and the screenplay, it was like, oh, well, that would be interesting as a podcast. And then it all just kind of came together. You know, uh, the, the, what you hear in the podcast is very close to what's in the actual screenplay. And I couldn't, I mean, I, I couldn't be happier with, with the end result. Um, you know, this, this whole podcasting is a whole new world that everyone is wanting to jump into. And it's a great way to share our stories and get out there and have our stories be heard and and yes, we still are going to pursue the film, absolutely. Um, but in the meantime, um, I, I'm very, very satisfied, very pleased with the, res with the result. That's wonderful. And then thank you for that. I'm gonna move to Kathleen because I'm going to assume there are tons of writers and people who want to tell their story. And Kathleen, since you were responsible for the writing of this and starting as a screenplay and then moving into podcast form, talk a tiny bit about your journey of moving from one medium to the other, like a longest format storytelling to a briefer format storytelling and what kind of um, adaptations you had to make to get it into podcast form. I didn't handle that part. I had the pleasure of, of handing it over to the next caretakers of the story and they did the adaptation. So for me, I get to come back to this podcast and listen to it with um, a fresh, I would say fresh eyes, fresh ears um, and, and appreciate it uh, now in that way. Um, so I think, you know, Dan, you can talk a little bit more about the challenges. I know one thing that was really interesting was I think you're right, how the voiceover really lent itself to the podcast and how things, when you, when you write a screenplay, you're constantly trying to think visually, how to tell your story visually. And it was really interesting to me to see how seamlessly um, those visual elements were incorporated into the voiceover and the dialogue so that I could still see the scenes that I had written that, that were meant to be visual um, through, through the adaptation. So uh, um, the ad I, I was so impressed with, with the adaptation work that was done. I really was too. It was really exciting to listen to. Yeah. It was ripping. Yeah. Um, so Dan, as a the producer there, and also shout out to Dan Benamore, everybody. Look at that nifty mic. He's the one that should have it. He's the one that looks like he's all ready to go. Um, Dan, what? Did, how did you achieve what you? You know, what did you start to set out to achieve in this podcast? 
and like, what were your original goals? Then what came up and do you think you got there and how'd you get there to get us to this end part of, you know, top 100 podcasts, which by the time people are listening to this, I'm sure it'll be in top 10, but how did you get us to this finish line of really glorious storytelling? Well, yeah, I mean, I think for me, I just wanted to have the audience take the emotional journey that I took with the material, but also, you know, hearing Olga's story, talking to Robert about it, you know, it's, we were so fortunate to have that great script to start from. Um, and really what I did was just follow the voice of that script. So any changes that I made, I was trying to make them in, in that voice. And so my hope is that those changes were all invisible basically. And it, and it, and it sounds like it, you know, kind of felt like it was just the script. And we, you know, I know a big thing that I, you know, talked a lot about in making this was the end and having the end be emotional and, and I know, you know, because Robert and I have talked about it, that we both wept when we heard the end of it and we worked on the show. Uh, you know, the idea that we want people to feel the same things that we felt thinking about this and sitting with this story. And, and, uh, and you know, I think we've seen in, in the iTunes reviews of the show and things like that, that it seems like it has affected people emotionally in the way that we intended. So, and I, I want to clarify that, Dan, you're the one who led not only the podcast, but the podcast adaptation. What do you think makes a great story in podcast form? Like for people who are listening, what are the basic elements? I can tell one is the voice. The voices were fantastic to listen to. But in this work that you had to do adapting, what do you think some of the key elements of success are to get to podcast form? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the same thing as any other form of storytelling, right? It's just, it has to be immediately compelling. And I think in this case, we had that instant quick hook of, of the mystery of what really happened. But then I think the next step of that is getting people to relate to the characters and feel like they know them emotionally. I mean, I think that's why we've seen Mayor of Easttown on HBO has become a show that a lot of people have talked about and sort of came a little bit out of nowhere. And it's because it's doing a lot of the same stuff that we're doing in this podcast, which is taking you know subject matter that could easily be melodramatic and treating it in a very grounded, very human way grounded and human. Those are good words to bring to it because I thought that was a surprise in the listening of it. I was just going to add, I mean, I was so pleased with the the quality of the performances we got from the actors. We have an excellent sound engineer who did a tremendous job creating these soundscapes that are immersive and really make you feel like you're there and wherever it is. And, and uh, great, you know, we got great original music from our composer. So just the whole production we were very pleased with. It was really great. I felt like connected back even to the 30s and 40s when you would be listening to like great, you know, riveting radio shows. And then here I was listening with my kids' headphones and it was like dazzling and amazing and compelling all there. Um, I'm going to go back to Olga, but I, before I do, I also know there are tons of people in this audience that have stories of their own. And if that is something you're looking for and you tuned in here for, if you go to Voyage Media, there is a free story to screen guide that you can download and start your own journey. But Olga, you're on a big journey. Um, so through Voyage Media, you've not only got a podcast now, but I know you're also writing a book and you've got a screenplay. Do you want to address for a moment like what it feels like to tell the story in three different formats? What do you think you've learned in this journey about storytelling? I sure have learned to be vulnerable, that's for sure. <laughs> um, and you know, it, it, that's a, a thing in and of itself being vulnerable. Um, but I think that it's just, I think letting other people help me and guide me through it, handing it over to Kathleen, letting her spin this story and make it so much more compelling. You know, when it happens to you, 
you, you know, you, you're not objective. You're not really the best person to tell it in my opinion, but when you give it to a professional like Kathleen and, and then, you know, Robert steps in and everybody, you know, it took a village to make this obviously. And it was just, um, I guess it's the willingness to get it out there, to feel like that there was, that it was valid even, you know, that this happened to this young woman and, you know, it was a horrible tragedy and it can happen to anyone. And I wanted it to be told, you know, um, and, 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 it, and it was told and it's very, very, uh, I'm very grateful and I'm very satisfied as well. You know, as Robert said, it's, it's great to see this unfold the way it has. That's fantastic. Kathleen, what would you want to tell the audience or anybody listening in that journey of adapting material? What do you think people really need to know before hugging tight onto your material? This is my story. This is my story. And then I'm going to give it to other people to bring it to a larger audience. Well, I mean, to a certain degree, you have to be willing to step outside of your own experience and listen. Um, and hopefully you're working with somebody that's that's sensitive to what the story is, um, but listen to the things that need to be done to make it fit into what we call sort of the, the classic three act structure if we're talking about a screenplay. Um, because when it, a story makes its journey from you know, story that happened to getting the people together who want to make it, to getting the financing, to getting the app get on the screen, um, they're going to be, it's this challenge of they're looking for something that's familiar but entirely new. So a story like this has to, real life doesn't happen necessarily in clean three-act movie structure, but it's going to have to feel like that um, if it's going to become a, a movie. Um, so it, it's, it's being willing to collapse time a little bit or consolidate characters or create a fictional character um, to, to make it all work and make it work in ways that are recognizable. Well, you all did a great job. And Nat, you are the brain power and the visionary behind all of this in Voyage Media. Tell us what the audience can look forward to in the future from Voyage Media and Voyage Media in the podcast space. Tell us what's gonna, what we can all look forward to. Well, thanks for asking. Um, you know, we've got a lot going on. We've, we've really hit a stride as a company. We're a relatively young company in the grand scheme of the entertainment industry, about seven years old, four of which we've been bringing projects to market. Um, you know, we've produced seven movies and shows so far and now are in production on eight, I think, total podcast series and anthology series. The um, Let Me Tell About My Murder is our first. Um, we're inking deals left and right on a, on a couple of movies, um, specifically right now, which is very exciting. Our next limited series podcast is called Otsi, um, The Iceman Must Die. And, uh, and that's gonna be an incredible, it's the world's oldest unsolved cold case. Um, it's a, um, a true story. I mean, we, we fictionalized a true situation. A mummy was found uh, frozen in the ice approximately 5,300 years ago in the Austral Alps uh, with a head wound, an ax lying next to him and an arrowhead in his shoulder. And it's the oldest unsolved cold case. And so we have um, created a fictionalized account of that 
that's going to probably hit mid-July. It stars Ethan Suplee, who's a very incredible, he did a gripping performance. So yeah, that's what's next on the podcast front and, and you know, shortly on the heels thereafter, a bunch of stuff. So we're, we're very excited. That's really fantastic. Um, for everybody out there, I am here to take your questions for any of the presenters, for Olga, for Nat, for Dan, Kathleen, um, and, uh, and for Robert, please uh, question away. This is your time to really ask anything. And I know that Hollywood is such an unusual place on planet Earth. As I wait for your questions to come in, um, first of all, I do want to take a moment again and honor Olga with just a round of applause for your vulnerability, for your courage, and really for effectively getting your story out there, not only as the warning story for other parents and for young people, but for really that is every person who has a story to tell in their heart, the journey that they want to take. So as I wait for your questions and I see some coming in, just because everybody has questions about Hollywood, just a lightning round in one word, two tops. Um, describe to me what you think of Hollywood. Describe Hollywood in one, two, or three words. Nat, I'll let you go first. You were the original visionary. Well, I'll, I'll just you know use Voyage's uh, mission, which is creating magnificence together. That's great. Dan, what do you think of Hollywood in one, two, three words or less. It's confusing and wonderful. Confusing and wonderful, I think is very true. It's hard to go through Hollywood without some sort <laughs> of a Sherpa. I think that's a fair thing. Robert, Hollywood in one, two or three words. Uh, uh, inspirational, creative, and then a word I probably can't use in public setting. All right. <laughs> Kathleen, for you, Hollywood in one to three words. Everybody loves a great story. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. That is really true. And Olga, uh, this must have been a really wild journey for you. One to three words. Stranger than fiction. Excellent. Excellent. All right. I'm going to move into people's questions. Please let them come through um, as the audience is here. You're even asking for everybody who's listening probably a week, two weeks, even a year later. So I have a question from Lena. Olga, where did you find the courage to tell your daughter's story? And how did you decide to not worry about anybody else's opinion about this real story? That's a great question. It's a very good question. I don't know. I felt like I was led to do it. Um, you know, like the universe brought me to Nat and Kathleen and Robert. I asked everyone, who should I, you know, pick? You know, who should I choose to do my, you know, when they gave me the list of people to choose. Um, so I, I guess it was a willingness to surrender the story. And, um, you know, I, like I said before, I really didn't think I had much of a choice in a way, you know. I, that's really interesting. And somebody asked a question here that um, I, oh, by the way, everybody, please use the chat to submit the questions. I'm reading the chat to bring your questions in. I have a couple of true crime details. I don't want to ruin the story, but I see somebody else ask this question. I didn't understand the detail of the acid on the arm. Can you explain the relevance of that detail? Well, it, it is thought that it was a retaliatory killing by the Mexican cartel. The colors that were found on her body were red, green, and white. And so um, they used, in the papers, they called it, in the court papers, they called it a caustic liquid. So we're assuming it's acid. 
but it was um, done to send some kind of a message, I think. Ah, I didn't understand that. I thought it was supposed to like get rid of something. I did not understand that part. Okay. Um, so how long, I don't know who wants to answer this question. This is a great question. Uh, Voyage Media, I'll probably ask Nat. Um, Nat, Voyage Media is, you know, opening a big podcast uh, arena right now. And somebody's asking, how long does it take to do a podcast? I think that's a great question for Nat and Dan. How long? Well, What's the timeline? Well, well, there's all, there's, the way I think about podcasts is essentially they're on a spectrum. On one end of the spectrum, you have a documentary podcast, which is essentially like a radio host. It's like interviews, right, of real people. On the opposite end of the spectrum, you have 100% scripted with actors and performances and a, and a script. And then the middle, you have a docudrama, which is a hybrid of interview plus scripted sequences or reenactments. They all have different production mandates. They all have different sort of workflows associated with them. They all have varying you know, sort of degrees of complexity. Um, mm -hmm. But to answer the question a little more simply, um, you know, start to finish, if we have a, if we have a, a, just the starting point of an idea or a concept or a book or a story in somebody's head or a draft of a screenplay, all the way to the podcast is fully produced and post-produced. We're talking two and a half to four months as a mm -hmm. range. And then you've got marketing and distribution um, and the release essentially after that. That's a great question. I would add another question onto the writing front. How many drafts did it take of this story already knowing the story, right? We know what it is because Olga told it to us. So when you start writing this story into podcast form, how many drafts did it take to you were like, ah, I know how to do this. Got it. I think that I'm fortunate in that I've done, you know, 84 episodes of my own show and then also voraciously listened to probably like a thousand different true crime shows. So I have a pretty strong instinct going in and know what I'm going for. Uh, obviously working with with Robert and Nat and Voyage and everybody, um, it's it's great to have their input and that it helps shape it. But yeah, I mean, we felt pretty strongly about what we were doing and how we were gonna do it. So this wasn't something that we, uh, we sort of knew what we wanted. That's great, that's really interesting. Um, somebody's asking a question, Paul is asking, curious about your thoughts, like the genres that you can take or you know the stories that would be tell, well told in podcast. Um, what do you think translates best? Can you tell a story about like a one person fictional character as if, um, you know, Ozzy coming up, which isn't fictional, it's real, but it's somebody telling a story that can you have, um, they're saying, you know, love Alice isn't dead myself, or I don't know that story, but um, can you have a fictional character? Can you have a real character? Do you think podcasts are best in the true story format, in the crime format? What do you think, Dan, you're the best one to ask this question, you and Nat probably. What do you think in the podcast arena, story, what stories translate best into this format? Well, what's been really cool for us as we've now moved into doing a lot of different podcasts of all sorts of different types is that it's an infinitely flexible medium. It's really been so cool to see how it can move and adjust. And it's there's there's ways to tell it um, kind of any story. I mean, we've, we've done, we're working on stories that are 100% true stories, working on stories that are 100% scripted, working on stories of, ev of pretty much every different genre. We're working on mix where it's a docu-series and there's a scripted component. And we've been able to adjust because the audio is just, it's such an intimate listening experience. It's very different from a movie. So it's much more flexible, I think, than a lot of other forms of media. 
That's really interesting. And, and I can, people are um, direct messaging me some questions about their content. I am not the one to receive that, although I love everybody's story and I believe everybody has mm -hmm. a story to tell. If you've got a story to tell and you want to find out about it, if it's a good podcast, if it'll work with Voyage, go to Voyage Media, go to their website. You can either uh, start a process with one of the producers or you can get their free uh, story to screen guide, but it's not me. You don't need to uh, direct message me with anything. Um, but I do love everybody's story. So it's storytoscreenguide.com and it's also available on the Direct Voyage Media site for that. Um, so really props out to, if anybody's got any other questions, I'll keep taking them, but I do want to give really big props out both to Voyage Media, the whole team, and to Olga for getting this really, really important story out into the world in such a digestible format at, and I must highlight this, a really complex time in world history during the pandemic. So hats off to Voyage Media for really taking the creativity that was open in a podcast during a time when it was difficult to be filming anything and for Olga to being flexible, not a lot of people would be that flexible with their own story and find different formats to tell it. So Olga, you get another a round of applause in there. Um, how many, uh, a question to the Voyage Media team from coming at me, how many episodes of a podcast do you think make a podcast? Like if you had a story to tell that had three episodes or 10 episodes, what do you think? I think this story was brilliantly told in four or five episodes, but what do you think is if somebody has one big story or um, speak to yeah. that man or Nat or? Yeah, sure. Um, well, every story has its essence and it's sort of optimal length by its own nature. And then yes, you can extend or abbreviate, but there's generally a starting point of like, ah, it makes sense to do it this way versus another way. And then what's also true, and this is to tie back to things that Dan was saying, is there's an audience out there and they like things a certain way and Apple and Google and Spotify know what they like and how they yes. like it. And so, for example, you more or less never want to just upload one episode because the algorithms will ding you for it. So generally speaking, even if you have just one story, you're going to want to break it up into a minimum of three episodes. And that's where the algorithm um, on the podcast distribution sites typically, you know, start kind of paying attention, if you will. Um, and then there are kinds of series. So we're introducing uh, three, no, excuse me. I think we're up to five anthology series. If you don't know what an anthology series is, it's a, um, it's a grouping of separate stories connected by theme, but each episode is its own thing. Think Twilight Zone, for example. Right. Um, and so we have uh, a true crime anthology series. We have a true inspirational stories anthology series. We have a pulp anthology series. We have a family and faith anthology series. So this is a, these are great um, series to introduce your single episode into them where they can live on their own, but be a part of the way people like to consume content, which is more than one at a time. That's great. And I'm going to wrap it up with one last question, unless other people have more questions for me, because I think this is an important question to the podcast arena and to Voyage uh, Media Storytelling. What is the optimal amount of time for each episode to be? Like 
from your research, from your production knowledge, how long will people stay in each session of listening? I mean, that's a great question. It's uh, I think it really depends on the subject matter uh, for a talk show where people get used to it. And it's kind of like hanging out with your friends. People, I think, will casually listen to an hour and a half. No problem. For something that's scripted, I think that the listening ear, it's just different from a movie. I don't think you can hold people quite as long. Um, and then if it's a, you know more of like a true story, docu-series, serial, that kind of vibe, um, that I think you can go a little bit longer. But it very much depends on sort of the format and the content. That's wonderful. I want to thank everybody who showed up today. If you've got a story in your heart you want to tell, go to voyagemedia.com and you know get launched get started and really take the first step in getting it out there and to um olga martin please everybody listen subscribe send her story around um it is compelling haunting and heartfelt all at the same time olga i really just want to give you one more big universal hug for getting your story out there and a round of applause for everybody your bravery and your courage i hope you really do feel connected to everyone that's listening and that could really feel your story, your story along with Zoe. Um, a shout out of round of gratitude and applause for everybody who worked on this. Uh, writer, producer Kathleen McLaughlin, Robert Midas, Dan Benamore, and the original visionary for uh, Voyage Media, Nat Mundell. So a round of applause to everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Margot Black and please tell your story. Mm -hmm.